Hey, it's Randa. You know, I've made it no secret that ever since I switched my coaching to macro-based, 100% of my clients have had results so far. That's insane. But I also know not everyone can book with me one-on-one, whether it's budget or I even have room because, hey, I'm just one person. I can't take a lot of people in a week. So I decided to create my own macro spreadsheet. That way you can input your numbers and have your macro calculations sent out to you in seconds. This is the exact same formula I use with my clients. I'm so excited to bring this to you. You can go to randonutrition.com slash manage your macros to learn more. You're listening to the Real Nutrition Podcast with Randa Dirksen, where you'll learn that diet and deprivation are not an option as we chat nutrition, health, and how to live a well-rounded life. Because who wants to eat a bowl of romaine lettuce and lemon juice while your family is enjoying pizza? Nope, not you, not anymore. Stick with me and I'll show you how you can find food freedom. Welcome back to the Realistic Nutrition Podcast. Today we are talking about Whole30. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a diet? And what my opinions are as a nutritionist over it. So what is my opinion? Is it a diet? Yes and no. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm I'm going to read to you what the creators, Dallas Hartwig and Melissa Urban, described Whole30 as, as in their book. But the Whole30 is not a diet. It's not a quick fix. It's not even a weight loss program. The Whole30 is designed to change your life. It's a monumental transformation in how you think about food, your body, your life, and what you want out of time you have left on this earth. It's so much bigger than just food. It's a paradigm shift like the likes of which you may only have experienced a few times in your whole life. I mean, they're really building that up there, aren't they? Um... Whole30, it really depends on why you're doing it. If you are using it as an elimination diet, I think Whole30 is great. I think it's great. If you were told by your doctor or whoever to go on an elimination diet to see what your food sensitivities are, see what your intolerances are, this is the perfect program for you because it walks you through it step by step. And because Whole30 became so big a few years ago, and I mean, it still is, it's, you know, in the little time it's been around, it, it really grew quickly. There's so many recipes labeled as Whole30. Go on Pinterest and type in Whole30 and you'll probably find a couple of mine too on there. It is excellent for that. However, if you're using it as a weight loss program to lose weight, this is not the way to do it because you are cutting out so many food groups. It is a restrictive diet in that sense. If you want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit, plain and simple. We talked about that on the last episode with Beth Verocco. And it's it's really that simple. You need to eat less than what you're burning, but you don't have to cut out everything. In the last month and a half, I've personally lost eight pounds and I've had pizza. I had pizza last night and some breadsticks and hot chocolate. It's about 
making room for it. And I teach you how to do that in the Food Freedom Your Way program. I will link that in the description. Um, But moving on from that and moving on from weight loss, I just, I want you to sit with yourself and think, why do I want to do this Whole30 program? And if it's anything but figuring out what foods don't make you feel good, it's time to walk away. So I, I have a love and hate relationship with the program. I've done it many times. I have the books. I did it for weight loss though. And I did it the wrong way. And this was when I was in my huge dieting phases. And most of the time I failed because it was so restrictive. And when you quote unquote slip up with Whole30, you have to start all over again from day one. It's not a, you know, move on, go on with your day the way that food should be. It is, no, you screwed up, try again. And I I think that part can be really damaging to our minds. Now, I I follow the creator. I follow Melissa Urban on Instagram, and she's excellent. She explains, again, this isn't whole 365, like not 365. You don't eat like this every day. And that is where a lot of mistakes are made. People think that this is a lifestyle change, that you can't eat any of these foods ever because they're not healthy, and that is not true. This program is meant for 30 days, and then you reintroduce the foods back slowly, one at a time, to figure out what foods are making you ill. It's it's not a diet. I'm going to say it again. I'm probably going to say that a few times. This is not meant for weight loss. I actually compiled a list of Whole30 pros and cons. So let's, let's get into them. The pros, because there are positives to this. You learn when done right, okay? When you do Whole30 the correct way, you learn about what foods feel right with your body. Um, maybe you find out that corn is hurting you and you're like, oh, I never realized that every time I had popcorn, I get bloated. I feel sick. My nose like feels like it's buzzing and I feel like I'm getting allergies. And yeah, that's my personal experience. You guys, I still eat popcorn. I just do it in very little amounts. Um, you, you eat more whole fa- Well, you only eat whole based foods, but you're introducing more whole based foods, like more fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, lean proteins into your diets. And that's never a bad thing. Okay. Let's just, let's just be honest. That's never a bad thing thing. So that's a plus to Whole30. You might even experiment with new recipes, like sweet potato, boats, and like, or, or try a new vegetable you've never tried. Like there's, again, pluses. You learn to live that you can, or you learn that you can live, sorry, without added sugar. I mean, you can. I, I enjoy cupcakes. But the issue with Whole30 is you can't have any sugar. I mean, added sugar at all. So that, like, that's honey, yeah, like the natural sugars. You can't have any of that. Some people have a burst of energy with the program, which is great. A lot of people, well, they have like a timeline on their website where it's like every day. And it's like, you know, day 12, and this isn't exact, but day 12, you feel like crap. Day 17, your pants might feel tight today. That's okay. And it, it helps you kind of navigate through it and answer some questions, I guess. Um, a lot of people who have done this program cleared their skin right up. 30 days, which is pretty phenomenal. It doesn't, if you do it the right way, you read the books, you listen to Melissa, it doesn't promote weight loss. This is not a weight loss program, as I read in the preface of the book. It does suggest that you don't weigh yourself throughout the whole program, which is awesome. 
I think that's great that you're not relying on a scale. And I think that also helps um, enforce that it's not a weight loss program and that you learn by your hunger cues, you're hungry, go eat. And you know, I'm all for that. You're hungry at breakfast, go eat some breakfast. You don't have to wait till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, just so you can eat because that's what someone is telling you to do. You listen to your body. That being said, there's some odd rules with that. Okay. Um, they say, you know, if it looks like dessert, you can't have it. You can't create healthy desserts with whole 30 ingredients and call it a dessert because you're not supposed to have like cookies and stuff like that, even if they're whole 30 based. Now, if you go on Pinterest, you know that there's a lot of creators and myself included that will create these recipes and they'll tag them as whole 30 and be like, yeah, whole 30 dessert. Technically, that's not how you do it. Um, you can't put something in place of what they're telling you to get rid of. It's just one of their rules. Um, I think rules are meant to be broken with food. And if you're going to do it, especially for our elimination diet and you have a sweet tooth and you love it, I would tell you to do it. I would tell you to go make those cookies or whatever it is. Um, they also request that you only have three meals a day, no snacks, three big meals. So obviously your calories in those meals would be bigger and you should feel more satisfied throughout the day. But for someone like me, that doesn't work. I, I, when I did it, I broke it up into snacks. Um, and so again, I, I feel like that's one of the troublesome things and I would actually put that in the cons. So I messed up the list, but just put that aside. Uh, pro it's not forever. This is not how you're supposed to eat forever. It is an elimination diet. And if you haven't ever been on an elimination diet, that's usually when you're trying to figure out some food sensitivities or allergies or anything like that, that can't, that's really harder to pinpoint. Like, for example, I've been feeling an allergist lately. There's some food things that I don't have an allergy for. I'm not anaphylactic. I don't have a true allergy, but I get sick whenever I eat certain foods. So it's a sensitivity or an intolerance. And like my allergist said, my immunologist said, they're harder to pinpoint. They are hard. They do exist. Some people say they don't exist and it's all whatever. That's not true. Um, my double board certified immunologist allergist says otherwise as well, but they're hard to pinpoint. And this is a way to help with that. Um, when I went on an elimination diet ooh, a couple of years ago, I it wasn't as strict as Whole30 because with Whole30, you can't have even like beans, chickpeas, any legumes, no whole foods, no grains, no quinoa, um, no honey, nothing like that. But my elimination diet that I went on was a little more gentle and I had to cut out like main allergens. So it would be, it was wheat, dairy, um, sugar, like added sugar. I was still allowed honey on maple syrup. It was, what was the other one? Corn, eggs, just like your main group. And while doing that, I learned that I couldn't have eggs or not eggs. My goodness, my brain, you guys, I couldn't have corn. I, I would cry if I couldn't have eggs. I love eggs. So there's different levels to elimination diets, depending on what you're trying to figure out or what you're trying to do. This is just an extreme version of one, but there's a lot of support in the sense of recipes. So it gives you ideas on what to make. 
And it also encourages you to read labels, which I think is great education. It's a, it's a piece of nutrition that everyone should know how to do. Um, look at ingredients, learn what things are. The chemicals aren't all bad. Everything is a chemical. Water is a chemical. First of all, let's just put that through. Um, you'll see things that have a chemical name on a label and everyone's like, oh my gosh, but it's vitamin C. Uh, it's, it's something that, you know, you do have to educate yourself on, but you start reading these things for added sugar. And I learned like a lot of marineras have added sugar. Uh, Kirkland doesn't by the way. And I believe one of the, oh, is it classical? Yeah. They don't like, it, it actually taught me to read labels for marinara and things like that, that don't need added sugar. And you can find things without anyway, cons. I'm really messing up this podcast today. (laughs) Cons. It puts food in a good or bad box. And we all know I preach that food is not moral. There is no good or bad food. It didn't hurt your feelings. It didn't go and steal from your grandma. It's not good or bad. Some foods may feel, make you feel good or bad. Not, not emotionally. I mean, like physically. And it just, the fact that you have to cut out so many foods and that it's so restrictive, it could really mess with your head. And that's what I'm concerned about with Whole30 is it changes your view on food in a negative way. Yes, you respect fruits and vegetables, but you snub quinoa and oats. You can't have oatmeal and you're just like, no, oats aren't healthy. That's And that's not true. Bread, bread is healthy for you guys. I could go on about this forever. I've even shot a few reels about it. I've been on this whole like bread's not bad for you kick. Um, You're not eating grains. Like this is a huge con too. They do this for sensitivities, like for the purpose of finding your sensitivities. I understand where they're coming from, but usually with elimination diets, like you eliminate um, wheat and sometimes oats. Some people do have issues with oats. But it's never all of them. And you're, real, you're everything, oats, wheat, quinoa. It's not all, it's not a gluten-free diet. It's all grains. And yeah, I understand that people can have sensitivities to quinoa. I know some people that do. By the way, if quinoa bugs you, try soaking it first and rinsing it. That's just a side note. Um, but again, it puts everything in a box. And I see people on Instagram all the time when I'm like searching hashtags bragging that they don't eat grains. And I'm like, why? That's such a great source of fiber and vitamin E and I believe the v- B vitamins. And it's it's really important to your health. They're also telling you not to eat legumes. So there's no black beans. There's no chickpeas. There's none of those, again, really fiber rich foods that are also a protein source. And speaking of protein. You can't have soy again. Oh, that was when I had to do on my elimination diet too, because it is a common allergen. Um, no soy. So no tofu, no tempeh, um, not, none of that. So I think it's a little bit harder, honestly, for vegans and vegetarians to do whole 30 and get adequate protein, because if you're not having beans, no tofu, I mean, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of things that have protein in them. Like broccoli has some protein. Um, and like very, very trace amounts. There's other foods that add up, but some of those foods are bread. So again, I'm just spinning this off the top of my head. I'm winging this guys. I'm just thinking of like the bread I have is five grams of protein of slice. And it, 
you know, that makes me feel good for my daughter. I'm just, she's like on this protein, like I don't want chicken or anything. So I've been giving her the spread and feeling good about myself. And yeah, like that's hard. Like just sitting here thinking about it. Like that's really difficult for plant-based eaters. Hmm. Okay. I never thought of that before this. And it's so restrictive. Again, you're cutting out everything. So again, restrictive. Um, your social life is tough. Like going out to eat for dinner is a little more difficult with Whole30. I've done that. Like, yeah, I could go to the keg and I'd order a steak and I'd have to say, oh, but no butter because everything's always drenched in butter in restaurants. No potato. Please don't bring bread to the table. Um, only steamed vegetables. Please don't put butter on it. Uh, what kind of oil are you using? Like it's, it's a little tedious. There, it's not impossible, but it's just, it makes it a little bit difficult. And when everyone's like having alcohol, cause you have to cut that out too. And like a cocktail with their steak or whatever. And you want to have that glass of red wine and you can't, again, you're starting to feel deprived and you're more likely to be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to have this. And then you beat yourself up about it and be like, okay, I'll start again on Monday. I'll start from ground zero. And you just start, and you're beating yourself down over and over because you feel like you're failing. And that's a huge, huge con. Another con is, like I said before, many people treat it like a forever plan. And another con is if you have a bite of something that's not Whole30, even if it's by accident, like you go out to re- the restaurant and you found out that even though you asked for no butter and they came back and said, oh, I'm so sorry, I put butter on that, you have to start over. And again, that's what the whole diet starts on Monday mentality and failure mentality, it just gets ingrained in our brain that way. It's these little, little things that we learn along the way that add up and I'm not for it. So to recap, is Whole30 bad? I don't think so. I don't think adding whole-based foods to your everyday is ever a bad thing. However, if you're treating it like a diet, yes. Yes, it is. If you need it for an elimination diet, go for it. And that's all I wanted to say today. Um, I talked longer than what I originally thought I would, but I just wanted to thank you for listening today and taking my points to heart. If you're thinking about doing Whole30, please do think about the reasons behind it. And if you see recipes that are Whole30 labeled, they're not bad. Go ahead and cook them. They're delicious. And they're going to get a bunch of vegetables in. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, if you're doing it as a diet, again, let's, let's not. Let's not. All right. I'm going to end it. Thank you so much. And if you are looking for ways to change the way you see eating, I'm just going to go ahead and suggest my Food Freedom Your Way program. It is my signature program. I put, what, three months of one-on-one coaching is with me into a program that's affordable, easy, and you go at your own pace. Vivian's here too. She's saying hi. (laughs) All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. 